If you're a pro, you know that this is not efficient because you know there's a better way. There's also a better way to save. When pro customers buy building supplies in bulk at Lowe's, they save up to 20% every day. Buy in bulk and save up to 20% on concrete, gypsum, and gypsum accessories. At Lowe's, buy more, save more. Visit the Pro Desk or Lowe'sForPros.com for details. Discount applies to contract or pack items. Minimum purchase required, U.S. only. You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily podcast on the Jacksonville Jaguars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome again to another edition of Locked On Jaguars. I'm your host, Kerry Belkin. Locked On Jaguars is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the fastest growing audio network in the world today. Don't forget to check out Locked On NFL or Locked On NBA or any of the other podcasts dedicated to bringing you the most fresh and unique perspectives regarding your favorite team, and we do that every single day, Monday through Friday. Again, you'll only find that here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Yesterday, I talked at length about the Los Angeles Rams and how the firing of Jeff Fisher is exactly what the Jaguars should have done but failed to do a couple weeks ago following the Oakland game, even really the Tennessee game, after they got blown out. Today, I'm actually going to revisit the Los Angeles Rams and, hell, the New England Patriots while we're at it, and maybe there's something to be excited about here in Jacksonville for the first time since before the season when we thought the Jaguars would actually be decent this year. And to reiterate, Monday afternoon, the Los Angeles Rams decided to fire Longtime head coach Jeff Fisher, who was in essence the epitome of mediocrity, really since he's been in the league, hasn't won a playoff game since 2003, six times has he had a winning record in his 22 years of coaching. One more loss with the Rams this season would have guaranteed him a spot as the losingest coach in NFL history, finally passing Dan Reeves, who he tied with the loss to the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday, the blowout loss that really resulted in him getting fired. He is now tied with Dan Reeves with 165 losses all-time, again, tied for the most in NFL history. So the Rams fire... Jeff Fisher, Monday afternoon, and that is relevant to the Jacksonville Jaguars because anything the Jaguars do in the coaching search could possibly now be impacted by whatever the Los Angeles Rams choose to do. And the Rams are in a pretty powerful position right now because they've already fired their head coach and now they can start feeling around, putting feelers out there for potential head head coaching candidates before Jacksonville can. And this coming from the Sports Daily, according to Sam Farmer of the Los Angeles Times, a certain coach up in New England 
is being eyed, heavily eyed, by the Jacksonville Jaguars and general manager Dave Caldwell. Again, this coming from the Sports Daily, quoting Sam Farmer of the Los Angeles Times, Jacksonville Jaguars general manager Dave Caldwell is believed to be interested in Josh McDaniels, so the Los Angeles Rams being on the hunt for a coach could impact how the Jaguars deal with Gus Bradley. Now, as far as Jacksonville dealing with Gus Bradley, I don't think there's any doubt in anybody's mind that he will not be with the Jaguars next season. He's gone. The interesting thing here is that there seems to be an assumption that Dave Caldwell will stay. That's something that I've said that I think would happen. I don't think Dave Caldwell has done a bad job. He's put a lot of talent in this organization. I think, if anything, he is deserving to keep his job following the end of the season. I believe he has done a great job getting talent around this franchise. This franchise had been, when he got here, devoid of talent really for a long time. That's why they were at the bottom of the league under former GM Gene Smith, who really sort of decimated this Jaguars organization talent-wise. Dave Caldwell came in, did uh, begin to repair all the damage. Yes, he flubbed a little bit on Gus Bradley, who has won only 14 games, 47 losses, has a chance to go out with an even 50 losses. He did miss on Blake Bortles, but many of the other players that he's picked, Jalen Ramsey, Marquise Lee, Yannick Ngakwe, Telvin Smith, Miles Jack, a lot of these players show a lot of promise. He's done the right things, especially later in the rounds, it seems, and he's put a lot of talent on the field. So I do think that he's deserving to stay, deserving to keep his job, but that means he had better get this next head coach correct and potentially the next quarterback should they decide that Blake Bortles is not the guy. Now, as far as the statement goes, in regards to Jacksonville maybe handling Gus Bradley a little differently because the Rams are already on the market for a head coach, for their next head coach, maybe this, maybe the Jaguars treat the situation with a little more urgency following the end of the season should Shad Khan decide again that he is going to remain committed to uh, his his promise that he would not fire a head coach in the middle of the season. So at the very least, Gus Bradley will still be here until week 17, until Black Monday. And then they approach whoever they're going to go after with a little more urgency with the knowledge that the Rams have a head start on this. So maybe there's a little more urgency but I don't think that they necessarily treat Gus Bradley any differently than they had already planned to in regards to his inevitable, at this point, firing. Now on to the New England Patriots, who, again, for 
what, maybe the 15th year in a row are one of the top teams in the, the NFL. They, I don't think I need to spend much time elaborating on how good that dynasty, because it is a dynasty, how good that dynasty is, how good the Patriots are year in and year out. Offensively, they average 26.8 points a game, 395 yards per game, 5th and 4th in the NFL respectively, 280 pass yards a game, which is 4th, and 115.5 rush yards, which is 7th in the NFL. They, they can beat you in any kind of way, any kind of way imaginable, right? Which, by the way, the Baltimore Ravens again found out Monday night, they only, the New England Patriots only happened to put up 500 yards, over 500 yards on the number one defense in the league in a game that was never as close as the final score happened to suggest. The final score was 30-23, to 23, but make no mistake, the New England Patriots ate the Baltimore Ravens alive for much of this game. And the man leading the charge, really, for offense, the signal caller, was the aforementioned Josh McDaniels. Now, Josh McDaniels is a guy, is one of three guys, really, that seem to be getting the momentum. There's a lot of buzz around these three guys as it relates to the next batch of NFL coordinators turned head coaches. The other two are Todd Haley, the offensive coordinator up in Pittsburgh, and the offensive coordinator over in Atlanta, Kyle Shanahan, of the three, McDaniels and Haley have previous head coaching experience. McDaniels over in Denver did not end particularly well. His first season, he went 8-8. Eight and eight. Second season, 3-9 and nine before he was fired in that second season. His first year looked promising. I felt, even at the time, that they didn't give him enough time. Again, he barely... Uh, had two years there, didn't quite have two full seasons there in Denver. Todd Haley was another guy, didn't get very long in the league uh, as a head coach. He uh, he was in Kansas City as the head man there from 2009 until 2011. In those three seasons there he spent in KC, he was 19 and 26. Josh McDaniels was 11 and 17 in his two years as a head coach over in Denver. And I don't think that their stints as head coach were nearly long enough. And I don't think that we should particularly be judging them uh, because of their win-loss record so young in their career. If you remember, Bill Belichick failed in Cleveland. Pete Carroll failed, sort of failed in New York. Uh, Didn't do so well in New England, or didn't do well enough that they felt to keep him. 
that Robert Kraft felt the need to keep him, and then he ended up revitalizing his career by going back to the college coaching ranks, and we know how that turned out and how great of a coach he has become in the NFL. So oftentimes, they're uh, the first stints with these head coaches, or in some cases at least, maybe not oftentimes, the first stints are hard to judge a candidate and certainly shouldn't necessarily dictate whether or not he should be hired. Uh, Certainly two seasons, in the case of Josh McDaniels, isn't really enough, uh, isn't enough time to adequately judge uh, his quality as a head coach. Kyle Shanahan is being talked about a lot. He sort of revitalized a Matt Ryan who was sort of just floating along. He's been for the much uh, for much of the past couple years. He's been one of those mid-tier quarterbacks, and it really looks like Kyle Shanahan has sort of brought him back to uh, to the level he's capable of performing at. So these are three guys that are being looked at, and deservedly so, considering the success McDaniel's has had up in New England, and we'll get to that in a sec considering um, Todd Haley putting up really great numbers with Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, and then what uh, Kyle Shanahan has been able to do for Matt Ryan, and he's a guy that was looking to escape his father's shadow out of Washington, and he certainly looked to have done so thus far during his time in Atlanta, Now, Josh McDaniels has had great success coming back to the New England Patriots. Do you see the way that New England runs its offense? He's done very well, especially early in the season when they didn't have Tom Brady. He went 3-1 using a quarterback, and Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have much experience. When Garoppolo got hurt, still managed to go 1-1 with Jacoby Brissett, including a dominating performance over the Houston Texans with Jacoby Brissett, a guy who had never thrown a pass in the NFL, uh, who really wasn't ready to play. And the, the performance as an offensive coordinator that Josh McDaniels did, particularly in that game, was outstanding. And I think that there's a lot of merit to Josh McDaniels as the next Jacksonville Jaguars head coach. Should these reports be correct, and we're just going to float with them under the assumption that they are, He Josh McDaniels, for me, passes a couple tests. The first one is he is an offensive coordinator. In today's league, you absolutely must have an offensive coordinator or an offensive-minded head coach. It seems now that few and far between are the successful defensive coordinators turned head coaches. Lovey Smith got fired. The Gus Bradley experiment's about to be over. Gus Bradley will get fired. Jeff Fisher is now out of L.A. Rex Ryan is probably going to have to show some significant improvement these last three games for him to keep his job. Look at Todd Bowles up in New York with the Jets right now. In Jacksonville's very own division, you wonder if Chuck Pagano is going to pan out given the struggles that they always seem to be having over in Indianapolis. Jack Del Rio seems to be one of uh, the few exceptions to this rule. 
as he's having great success over in Oakland, although their defense is not that great. But what we're finding out now is that in a quarterback-driven league, you must have a guy at the helm that understands the position. That's why Gus Bradley will not be here next year is because he couldn't get the offense going in an offensive-driven league. So Josh McDaniels checks that box. The second one is Josh McDaniels is in an organization that gets the most out of their players. If you look at the game against the Ravens, the guy that ended up saving the game, not named Tom Brady, was a guy named Kevin Hogan. Nobody had ever heard of him before. How many times have you heard the New England Patriots plug and play a no-name player, somebody that had seemingly failed with another NFL franchise, in this case the Buffalo Bills, and they end up coming big, or coming up big for the New England Patriots. Wes Welker was like that. Danny Amendola uh, was like that before he came to uh, the New England Patriots from the Rams. New England's offensive line isn't a great offensive line. That's why they've. That's why they were uh, bounced by the Denver Broncos in last year's AFC Championship game. But Josh McDaniels knows how to get the most of these guys. That organization knows how to get the most from these guys. I think Josh McDaniels would do a really solid job here in Jacksonville if he was given the head coaching job because this team has a significant amount of talent that he could draw from that he could get the most out of. A guy like Josh McDaniels would get a lot from this team. There is a lot of talent here that he could take advantage of. And third and perhaps the most important of these qualifications, I guess, is that he knows how to work with a quarterback. Again, going back to the way the New England Patriots performed without Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo looks or looked in those games like somebody who could be a franchise quarterback. And when he went down, Jacoby Brissett stepped in and he coached a masterful game around Jacoby Brissett. Maybe he decides to rebuild a struggling Blake Bortles, or maybe he decides to go out and get a new quarterback, both of which are possibilities. Either way, I think Josh McDaniels is a guy that is uniquely qualified to do that. And if these reports are true, then I think there is something to be excited about here in Jacksonville come the offseason if Jacksonville could manage to get a guy like Josh McDaniels, or if not, Todd Haley, or maybe even Kyle Shanahan. All right, that's going to do it for us here today on today's edition of Locked on Jaguars. I'm your host, Kerry Belkin. Locked on Jaguars is part of the Locked on Podcast Network, the fastest growing audio network in the world today. Don't forget to check out Locked on NFL or Locked on NBA or any of the other podcasts dedicated to bringing you the most unique and fresh perspective surrounding your favorite team. And we do that every Monday through Friday again here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Hope you have a good rest of your day. See you tomorrow. 
Is Democracy in Danger or Decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst.